Welcome in to the Motor Car Marketplace podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mac Moore, and today we will be discussing, as I'm sure you guessed by the title, the Ferrari F430, but not just a normal Ferrari F430. Uh, I will be wanting to talk about the Ferrari F430 with a manual transmission, so one of the rarer F430s, if you will, and actually the last Ferrari uh, ever to be created with a manual transmission and a gated manual at that with the beautiful... Uh, six-speed gearbox that Ferrari has become so well accustomed to uh, to making and, and unfortunately they do not make any more but it is definitely a classic classic uh, uh, trademark of theirs that gated manual gearbox manual shifter so the Ferrari F430 just to give you guys a quick overview of it if maybe you don't know that much about it came with a 4.3 liter V8 with 483 horsepower 503 horsepower if you got if you sprung for the Scuderia edition, I, which I'm not sure actually came with the manual transmission gearbox. Uh, there's a couple people on the online forums that say that it did, and on Road and Track where I got these um, these specs from, they say that it came with a manual transmission gearbox. So it must be true, but I've just never seen one, uh, seen a Scuderia version, uh, which is really their lightweight supercar. Uh, uh, almost track car version of this. The four, the 430 Scuderia is what the uh, 360 Challenge was to the Ferrari 360 uh, uh, car. So anyway, uh, the the regular F430 came with 483 horsepower with their 4.3 liter V8 and did 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds while the uh, Scuderia uh, I'm sure that's Scuderia, actually, and also I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. I apologize for that. My Italian family would be mad at me for that. But the Scuderia version is, does 0 to 60 in 3.3 seconds, so half a second quicker, substantially uh, quicker for that matter. And a top speed of 196 miles per hour for the regular F430 and 198 for the Scuderia version. So not that much of a difference in terms of the top speed. If you're daring enough to get the car to go upwards of nearly 200 miles an hour for either one, basically. Uh, the F430 was made from 2004 to 2009, and the production numbers on it are a bit scattered, I think. I think the downturn the, in the economy during uh, 07, 08 really uh, hindered what Ferrari wanted to wanted to produce um, I've seen figures anywhere from 10,000 to 14 or 15,000 on the Ferrari chat boards um, and supposedly around 10% of those uh, 10 to 15,000 made are manual transmission vehicles which I, I think is actually a true statement I would I, I'm willing to guess that it's around 10% again I've also seen it be as low as 5% for manual transmission cars uh, and upwards of 15%. But anyway, I'm not here to uh, preach on about how how many were made, of, how many uh, Ferrari F430s were made, or to give you far too many specs about that. Uh, if you do want to learn more about the Ferrari F430 as a car, though, um, Matt Farah did a fantastic one-take video review over a manual Ferrari F430 that I encourage all of you to go go watch. He raved about the car and said it was uh, incredibly worth it for the money. Granted, his video came out two years ago back in 2015 uh, when these cars were being traded for around the $100,000 figure, and they have gone up since then, so I will get into that right here. 
However, before I do that, I did want to give my views on the styling. And personally, I really like the Ferrari F430 styling. I didn't necessarily like it that much back when the 458 first came out. However, my views on it have kind of, I would say, matured over the years. Uh, I think it looks a bit more like an Aston Martin today than it than a, a, a another modern Ferrari. But you know, granted, this car is about ten years old now, uh, depending on what year you get. But I, I still really like it. I've, it's grown on me quite a bit since it's uh, since it first came out. I think that it just looks very traditional, very classic, and very clean. Um, it certainly isn't as edgy as something like the 458 or especially the 488 now that that's come out. But nevertheless, I do believe that it is a, a beautiful Ferrari and will always be regarded as a pretty Ferrari. You know, there's very few of them that do not catch the eye of anyone anymore. Uh, yeah, the 308 is pretty bad, but the 430 is just a beautiful car that... I'm sure will be seen as a timeless classic for years to come as far as a styling standpoint goes. Uh, and that's why it will be a, uh, a highly coveted vehicle. Another reason why it is a highly coveted vehicle though is that this is the second Ferrari. The 360 was the first, the 430 was the second that does not need a regular engine out service like the Ferraris of old. So that will save you a ton in regards to maintenance, thankfully. So because of that uh, non-needed engine out service on a regular basis, I, this Ferrari is coveted in addition to the fact that it is the last manual Ferrari. And with that manual Ferrari comes a gated, gated manual that is very nostalgic, I think, for a lot of uh, Italian supercars and uh, vehicles of that era. And so thankfully, there is just at least one last one that was built in the modern era and gives us a taste of what Ferrari could do with a six-speed transmission today. Uh, but enough with all of that, let's get into pricing and how I see the pricing right now for these F430s. Um, you know, two years ago you could have bought one for about the low 100s, but that is not the case anymore. Uh, after sifting through the ads to find true manuals and not uh, paddle shift models, which is actually rather hard to do on websites like cars.com or even Hemmings for that matter. A lot of dealerships put up um, or at least say that it is a manual transmission vehicle. Then you actually look at the photos and really it's just a uh, panel shift car or an automatic that you have to go through the gears with the paddle shifting and not true actual manuals. So I do wish that some dealerships or professional shops would finally get their act in order and list that a vehicle is actually a manual or an automatic, especially for that price range. I would expect that if I was buying a, a Ferrari, I would expect that the dealership I'm purchasing it from would at least know whether or not it's a manual or an automatic. Uh, however, enough with that short little rant. Um, the F430 is actually too new for Haggerty, so there are no Haggerty value guides on it. Um, but here is my quick little breakdown of it. The most expensive model I could find is a or was a convertible model that was magnificently kept, um, offered at $255,000 asking, and it was in red and red red paint, obviously, and then tan interior. So resale red and tan, um, with just 6,000 miles on it. So again, another low mileage vehicle. Uh, and in doing this, I found out that convertibles are more expensive than coupes. 
and then manuals are more expensive than automatic. So if it's a manual convertible, you're gonna pay a premium. And if it's just a manual over an automatic, you will pay a premium for that manual. Uh, another, the most expensive coupe I could find was actually uh, $229,000 with uh, 3,000 miles on the clock. And it was actually painted in silver with black interior. And this vehicle was offered at Miller Motor Cars, and I think that uh, dealership was in Illinois. I didn't happen to write down the location of it, but so 255000 for a uh, resale red and tan convertible, and then 229000 for a coupe with 3,000 miles on it, and then in a less desirable silver. If that coupe was in red, you, it could probably be in the two hundred thirty-five, maybe $240,000 range. Uh, but being in silver, that will knock it down a couple uh, a couple thousand dollars just because people prefer the red as opposed to the silver. Uh, and I did notice that people tend to drive these vehicles a lot more than a uh, 90s Ferrari or even 80s Ferrari or any older Ferrari for that matter, probably because of the, um, the servicing and maintenance on it is substantially cheaper and a lot easier to do than, say, with a 90s Ferrari where you have to take out that engine every three years or 15,000 miles, whichever one comes first. Uh, when, re when researching, excuse me, uh, my odd find for one of these was a 47,000 mile one. So speaking of putting a lot of miles on these cars, there was one with 47,000 miles on it for sale uh, through the San Antonio Craigslist uh, service. And the seller, his name is Jonathan, wants $190,000 for it, for a 47,000-mile uh, vehicle. And he said it comes with a 12-month, 5,000-mile warranty, and that was noted with an asterisk. I don't know why uh, there is some sort of warranty that comes on it. He wasn't very specific in his ad. But uh, there was also a 2006 model, so a 2006 Ferrari F430 with 47,000 miles is for sale in San Antonio. You can contact Jonathan through Craigslist. I think that he's asking far too much money for it. There's no way this car is worth $190,000, not even close. Just because, for instance, the cheapest manual I could find uh, had 50,000 miles on it, so 3,000 miles more than Jonathan's, and that was for sale for $135,000. So about $60,000 less, really $55,000 less. And this vehicle was for sale at Hendersonville Auto Brokers out of Hendersonville, Tennessee. So really to give you a quick perspective, I understand that, you know, Jonathan's may have just had a servicing and whatnot, but his is not $190,000. Really one with about 50,000 miles is worth about 135000 if you ask me. And that sounds like a reasonable figure. So... Moving forward, now that um, we've discussed sort of the most expensive and least expensive, uh, we should talk about what you should expect to pay if you are in the market for an F430 manual, which, by the way, is a phenomenal car from everything I have read and, and uh, watched about it. Uh, so I've kind of sifted through and done my own Haggerty value guide, just basing off of my estimates. And... I believe that a pristine number one concourse level vehicle that is a manual F430 and maybe even a Scuderia uh, would be worth about $250,000 or more. Really, if it's a Scuderia, that might be worth upwards of $300,000 just because it's so, it'd be so rare. You know, I've not found one for sale at all. 
and I, I may have not done enough looking. There might be one coming up for auction, but I don't think there is. Uh, another, but 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 so just for a regular F430 uh, that is a manual transmission and basically one like that McLaren F1 that was stowed away and just never driven would be worth about $250,000 in my mind. Uh, for an excellent classified vehicle, you should probably expect to pay around $190,000 to $230,000 for one of those. I found numerous F430s for sale in the $195,000 to $200,000 range that all looked very, very good, were very clean, had desirable colors, um, were just all around good vehicles and certainly something that you would want. Uh, for a good quality, you know, a driver, really, of an F430, you would expect to probably pay around $150,000. Uh, you know, it's going to be upwards of maybe 20,000 miles or more than that. Uh, solid servicing, just a good driver's car. You should expect $150,000. Uh, and if this was not a manual transmission vehicle, then you could probably get it into the $100,000 range for just an automatic F430. Uh, and then fair if it were to exist, but I truly don't think there's any fair quality uh, F430s out in the market. They would probably be worth about $125,000. Uh, but again, you know, if you own a Ferrari F430, you are more than likely going to take at least reasonably good care of it. It's not going to dip into a fair uh, classified vehicle. Uh, so moving forward though from manual F430s, I'll touch on the automatics. Uh, for an automatic regular F430, you can pick those up all day long, about $120,000 for a pretty good one. Uh, and even some of the the uh, just fair to good ones are you know dipping below the six figure mark and you could get them for maybe 90,000 or in the even I saw a couple in the $80,000 range but okay those might be actual fair classified Ferraris those are not the nicest thing in the world uh, so moving on though the manual transmission ones are definitely becoming increasingly difficult to find and because of that the price is going up on those so if you can snatch one up for a good price now I think that uh, it's certainly a buy. I would also uh, strongly suggest, you know, getting one and then just holding on to it for the next five to ten years as people desire the manual transmission Ferraris more and more. That's all that's going to do is just crank up the price on those. And soon your F430 could really truly be uh, an investment, which would be a wonderful thing to put, you know, 2,000 miles on your Ferrari every year and then have it go up in value and really just pay you to drive it. So that is never a bad thing. So my final thoughts on the, these manual F430s is that they are extremely desirable cars. I certainly would love to own one in the future. Um, and they are highly collectible within the Ferrari community and the Ferrari world. Uh, so if you do stumble upon one, you can get it a, a very good one for $150,000, then definitely pull the trigger if that makes sense for you. Because I do see this as a very reasonable and good investment for the future, uh, and you won't take as much of a hit as, say, buying a brand new Porsche for $150,000. And even, you know, 483 horsepower and 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds, you're going pretty damn fast for a uh, 10, 12-year-old Ferrari. So that is certainly 
certainly something worth looking into and holding on to for quite some time if you are fortunate enough to do so. So with all that said, that will do it for today's episode of the Motorcar Marketplace podcast. Uh, like the other two vehicles, I've also not driven a Ferrari F430. I don't think I've even sat in one before. Uh, so next week, I'll try and talk about a vehicle that I have driven before. Uh, like I said, that will do it for this show. So thank you again for listening. I have made steady progress on the website, thankfully. And so hopefully that will be up and running uh, here, maybe by the end of the month, but more than likely the first couple of weeks of December. And then uh, I will be more than ready and willing to help you list your vehicles if you have any or, and are in the East Texas area, maybe Dallas or Houston or even Shreveport as well. I am more than willing to help you with that if I can and the motor car marketplace services are a good fit for you. So thank you for listening and I will keep you updated and bring out a new show next week. So I'll see you then. Goodbye.